get your breakfast deal? Yeah, it's for it's uh, free breakfast for best Yeah, uh, yeah, just give it to it. Springfield's Talk 1041. Hey, everybody, welcome. My name is Dick Reed, just talking to some of the folks from Warrior's Journey. Uh, they are out here today, so um, I, I don't know that we'll necessarily, if we have time to, to have them pop on here, we have such a busy day, and, of course, we always have so many different um, veteran and veteran-involved uh, individuals that uh, we we have on when we do the Heroes Breakfast, which we're doing today. But um, if we do have time, but if not, I definitely recommend that you ch- check them out, uh, TWJ.org. It's the Warrior's Journey. Um, if you or uh, a vet in your family, um, any warrior is facing a crisis, they are, are here to help, respond within 24 hours, provide community support resources, referral. We actually had them on... About a year ago or so about the organization and, and what they essentially do is if you or somebody that you, um, uh, you know, that's in your family, a loved one has struggles and maybe they served in a certain division doing a certain thing, something while over in uh, Afghanistan, they will hook them up with somebody who was in a similar situation. Uh, that has perhaps also struggled with some of the same problems but has found a pathway to um, greater health mentally and emotionally uh, so that it's a person that can really truly understand where they're coming from and and they do just tremendous work. That's the Warrior's Journey, TWJ.org. They've just opened a new facility here uh, in the last year on North um, Glenstone, north of 44. It is a hero's breakfast, which means that as veterans, you get free breakfast out here until 9 o'clock. That's sponsored by Serenity Honors, Air Services, Heating, Cooling, Plumbing, Electrical, and Delta Roofing, along with Scramblers. Look at the weather in moments right now. We've got the latest news update. Good morning, everyone. I'm Angela Luna. A verdict is expected to be handed down today for a Springfield man accused of sex crimes involving a child. Jonas Pierce is accused of sexually assaulting a young boy in 2019. Pierce has denied the allegations, and a bench trial was held earlier this week. Some good news for drivers in Springfield. Two new lanes on Republic Road east of Campbell are now open to drivers, but there is still some work to be done. Now that the section east of Campbell is open, the focus is now on the west side. Drivers should not expect any lane closures for now but winter weather may lead to delays and some road closures during the daytime. This morning, police in Monette are searching for a suspect in a stabbing. Officers found a 32-year-old male with a stab wound in his abdomen last night. He was taken to the hospital with non-life-threatening injuries, and police believe this was an isolated incident. From Color 10 Studios, I'm Angela Luna. And the first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Clouds a little drizzle possible for some of us this morning. A high of 50, mostly cloudy, 35 tonight. Tomorrow, partly sunny, 54. And Sunday, mostly sunny with a high of 54. And uh, things, of course, oftentimes get jumbled. Generally speaking, we try and target the last Friday of the month for a hero's breakfast, but given uh, we weren't here last Friday, we didn't have it, so we have it this Friday, uh, of course, as we've been talking about that. And so normally Tom Martz would not be with us, but he is with us, and you were kind enough just to step in. You didn't even plan on it. I know you did not because I saw you post on Facebook. <laughs> 
Well, I do know that the uh, the hero's breakfast is John's. Yes, and so I think I must have failed to, I must have miscommunicated with him or, or something because it was a few weeks ago we did talk about it moving, but uh, I'm sure it's my fault. That's not uncommon. So I am not as prepared as normal. Well, that's How, not- however, I do have today's date in history. Wow. The Johnson administration, in two crucial meetings on this day and two days later at the White House, President Lyndon B. Johnson and his top-ranking advisors agree, after some debate, to the two-phase bombing plan for North Vietnam. And in Cambodia, communist fighters renew their assaults on government positions, forcing the retreat of Cambodian government forces from Kampong... Thamar and nearby Bahre, six miles northeast of Pham Phen, and I know somebody's going to complain because I did not pronounce those correctly. Well, at least you didn't try to overly pronounce it correctly and get accused of racism. Yeah, because uh, phonics is just not yeah. one of those things that, that is functionally littered for Far Eastern yeah. well, words. And, you know, another fun fact, a historical fun fact about that first... Um, day in history regarding the Johnson administration, that meeting. It's also said, though it's not proven, but it's said to be one of the very first meetings he had without using the N-word constantly. Oh. So that was um, supposed to be a pretty historical moment, too. Well, in another first, on this day in 1824, Congress acts to decide a presidential election. What for the they, first for the first time was it in an insurrection? History, it was pretty close. They gave the presidency to John Quincy Adams. Bette Midler is born in Honolulu, Hawaii. The same year, and we all know. Uh, no, not same year. It doesn't say what year. I didn't know she was born in Hawaii. Well, not that I would it's have obvious that. that she's not a U.S. citizen being born in Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, comic Richard Pryor is born on this day in 1940. Man, I, I, I don't know if you and I have talked about it or not, but you just can't, cannot beat a Gene Wilder or Richard Pryor movie. I love those things. Now, see, I can relate to those, but the the burbs? Oh, no. yeah. Well, maybe, you know what? Maybe we will do a, a Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder movie at some point That'd at be Alamo cool. Draft House. Yeah, that would be cool. Those you know, because so- Blazing Saddles, you know, I, don't, I don't know if either one of them are in it, but no, Bla- no, Blazing I'm- Saddles is one of those movies that would definitely not be PC today. No. You, you no, have that, to be would, of our it, age bracket to understand yeah, that Yeah, it, it would be fun to show Blazing Saddles, but everyone who won would have to bring someone under the age of 25. <laughs> That's true. So you could be like, What? What See, is this thing? No, they weren't. Bla- they weren't in blazing saddles. There, while they, they certainly there was a level of political incorrectness that would probably be triggering today by someone left. It, it was not blazing saddles level. Hmm. They, they were good. I love Gene Wilder though. Anyhow, it's just great. There was one, and I think it was called "Hear No Evil, See No Evil," where uh, I think Gene Wilder was deaf. And Richard Pryor was blind, or vice versa. And they end up somehow accidentally in jail together, and they they don't know each other. They meet each other, and then they have to escape together. And it's just, it, those two together are fantastic. Now, see, because of this, I'm actually going to have to research my history. 
Okay. Okay. Because it says no presidential candidate had received a majority of the total electoral votes uh-huh. in the election of 1824. Congress decides to turn over the presidential election to the House of Representatives as dictated by the 12th Amendment. Now, it's my understanding that unless the Electoral College was tied, you don't need the specific amount that they always tell us that you have to have in order to get. You need a majority of those. So if there are some states that don't submit an Electoral College slate, then you discount that total from the total, and whoever gets the majority of that ends up, because that's the way it's worded in the Constitution. Yeah, I don't know, but I do know, if well, I believe, in 2016, when Democrats, led by liberals, they put out this huge PSA campaign trying to convince electors not to cat that who were Trump electors to not cast their vote. That's back when insurrection was cool and, oh, you know, that it was cool to do it. And they, I believe they cited this historical case to justify because their argument wasn't to change your vote, but they wanted to have enough Trump electors not cast their vote that it would have to go to Congress to decide, and then Congress could decide that the election should not go to Trump. It should be overturned. So, um, you know, but again, insurrection is okay. Okay, now now I have to get you to do something for me. Okay. A few days ago, I posted a documentary on my Facebook page. Uh It was about how Trump was the most dangerous man in America and how (laughs) it was that he manipulated the 2016 election. Oh. So... Spend an hour and five minutes or whatever it is and and watch this documentary because basically they're trying to make the case that this well-known hedge fund guy who's Mm -hmm. not known to anybody, they've only got like one picture of him, was the financial backer of this organization from overseas that knows how to use algorithms. Oh, okay. So what they did is they used the algori- algorithms on social media. I think this is where the, the Russia, Russia, Russia thing okay. comes from. And they were able to target people based on the quizzes and stuff that are uh-huh. on Facebook to determine who it is that might be questionable on whether or not they're going to vote for Hillary or they're going to vote for Trump. Or <laughs> yeah, like there's a big blur there. Or or they were or they were in the process of they knew from uh, based on the document they they knew all along that Trump was not going to get the national popular vote. Okay. So they had to target electors in specific states. So what they did is they started running these ads that would pop up and only you could see them. Mm-hmm. They would disappear off of the screen after about 30 minutes or so. And they, they were specific, like, do you know that Hillary's going to take your firearms? Do you know? And, and then these no. things 30 minutes later would just absolutely disappear off of planet Earth, oh, not even in the no. server anymore. So, but but Trump supporters are conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> just want to make sure I understood that. Tom Arts with us this morning, Heroes Breakfast. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Heroes Breakfast, Veterans Free Breakfast till 9 a.m. here at Scramblers. I am Nick Reed with Tom Marks. Hey, Dateline, Montgomery, Alabama. Rosa Parks is jailed for refusing to give up her seat on a public bus to a white man. 
a violation of the city's racial segregation laws, which were passed by which political party? That would be the Democrats. What? Yeah. But that's history. Now, this would be interesting. Students, 90 of them in Chicago, died in a school fire. The Lady of Angel School was operated by the Sisters of Charity in Chicago, and I would bet that they did not get to proclaim sovereign immunity. The Sisters of Plays with Matches. (laughs) Let's see. Daniel Parker, an electrician on trial for the killing of his girlfriend, estranged husband, R. Theodore Amon, a wealthy investment banker, begins presenting its case in Riverhead, New York. Antarctica is made a military-free continent. Hmm. How are they going to defend themselves? Yeah. Twelve nations, including the United States and the Soviet Union, signed the Antarctica Treaty, which bans military activity and weapons testing on the continent. It's just because there's too much sliding around. Well, yeah. I mean, it's just too slick. And in a uh, dateline, I guess this was in Washington, D.C., President Lincoln addresses the U.S. Congress and speaks some of his most memorable words as he discusses the Northern War effort. Lincoln used the address to present a moderate message concerning his policy towards slavery. In 1913, Henry Ford installed the first moving assembly line for the mass production of an entire automobile. George Washington's army settles into a second season at Morristown, New Jersey on this day in 1779. And shortly after 11 a.m., 132 feet below the English Channel, Workers drill an opening the size of a car through a wall of rock. There was no ordinary hole. It connected the two ends of an underwater tunnel linking Great Britain with the European mainland for the first time in more than 8,000 years. It was called the Channel Tunnel or Channel Tunnel, depending on where you're from. Quote of the day. I don't even like some of these quotes of the day. I don't know where they come from. Why do you I choose should, them? I should stop getting these in my email. But the quote of the day is, Act as if what you do makes a difference. It does. And okay. that is by William James. All right. Classic, kind of like you, if you want Bill. a great home loan because Bill you do. Jim. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're uh, at Scramblers this morning. we got a very busy day. We're going to, after the show, kick things off. Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling is sponsoring our day about annually. We head around and find different local businesses that have Christmas gift ideas. So you're busy and you don't have time sometimes to come up with great ideas. This is hopefully a way to give you some of those ideas. And so we're going to head around. Corwin Ford, Springfield, and Republic is providing our transportation. So we're going to head over there and chat with those folks. We'll do Facebook Live, also uh, utilize one of our commercial breaks to visit with them. And then we are going to head off each hour, different location, and then it will all end with you, hopefully, 
hopefully with you, at Retro Metro 4 to 6 for our private event with you. And one lucky winner will walk away with each of the items that get highlighted throughout the day. So hopefully we will want to see you at Retro Metro 4 to 6 this afternoon. More coming up with Tom Arts from Scramblers, our Heroes Breakfast, till 9 a.m. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041 is always just an app away. Download the KSGF app and listen live or catch what you missed on KSGF Mornings with Nick. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. We have none other than Tom Bartz with us. And we have a constitutional minute because this leads into our topic. And if you're a conservative Republican Uh-oh. and you endorse this. going to be this, one of these things that you're not going to like this? You're not going to like it. The state constitution under Article 1, Section 2, it is titled Promotion of General Welfare, Natural Rights of Persons, Equality Under the Law, Purpose of Government. Now, in order to assert our rights, acknowledge our duties, and proclaim the principles on which our government is founded, we declare that all constitutional government is intended to promote the general welfare of the people, that all persons have a natural right to life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, and the enjoyment of the gains of their own industry, that all persons are created equal and are entitled to equal rights and opportunity under the law, that to give security to these things is the principal office of government, and that when government does not confer this security, it fails in its chief design. Now, I'd like to point out that it clearly states that all constitutional government is intended. Then it clearly goes on to state that all persons are created equal and that are all entitled to equal rights and opportunity under the law. And it also goes on to state that when government does not confer this security, it fails in its chief design. Now, why do I bring this up? I see all kinds of celebrating across the state of Missouri because of Senate Bill 190. Senate Bill 190 was this senior tax, property tax issue that the state legislative body decided we're going to hand this off to the counties and the counties can determine whether or not they're going to set aside a specific type of individual Mm -hmm. to have a property tax basically deferment now i'm i'm all for the elimination of property taxes but let's do it the constitutional way you and i are both homeowners i'm closer to being a senior citizen than you are matter of fact sarah is also a homeowner as well and we're both closer to being a senior citizen than she is so why is it that in about five more years should green county enact this that my property tax stops increasing, but your two guys will continue to go up and up and up and up. Now, for all those people who make the case, well, it's the rhinos in the Republican Party. I got news for you. It was the rhinos and the conservatives who passed this. They're all on board violating the state constitution in order to get a set aside for a specific group of people and they applaud this. And, and 
I, and you know this, but just for the sake of the discussion, the response, if presented with this reality from conservative Republicans, is like, well, yes, but um, it's it's better than nothing, and and we have to fight to get what we can, um, and any tax cut or not really even a tax cut, but any. Um, ability to prevent tax increases is good, but that's not really how the Constitution reads. It doesn't say, well, you need to abide by this unless it's the only way you can get to what you want <laughs> or a part of what you want. Well, you know, there's that. It's like, I, that would be great. Yeah, no, I'm with you. And as somebody that hopefully makes senior status, will it benefit? Yes, but that doesn't mean that you should support something if it is in violation of the state constitution. Yeah, and you've got these liberty groups, and I'm not going to name any of them specifically, nor will I name the people specifically, but you've got a whole bunch of people who they'll make the case of why it is that Lincoln Huff is a rhino and he needs to be removed from office or that so-and-so is a rhino and this person is a rhino and that person's a rhino. And well, there's, and, uh, there's, and here there's they a are, spectrum they're, of rhinos. They're celebrating the application that the people that they endorse at this point they are the rhinos yeah guess who didn't vote for this mike moon exactly <laughs> because of that pesky constitution yeah no, that that thing not, that says that everyone yeah, is created equal i mean rose on this day when rosa park stands up or actually doesn't get up and says, wait a minute, I'm created equal. I deserve to sit on this bus anywhere I want to sit yeah. on this bus because it is a it is a bus that is provided for the taxpayers of the area. Mm -hmm. Therefore, I get to sit anywhere I want. We're celebrating the application of separate but not equal when it comes to senior citizens. Now, granted, they'll say, well, it doesn't matter if you're black or you're white. As long as you're over 65 and you meet all these certain requirements. But well, what about all the other property owners? Yeah. Uh, and it's still a distinction. Yes. Tom Arts with us as we broadcast live Scramblers, Friday Roadshow, and not only that, it is a hero's breakfast. you got an hour and a half left. Come out here and get your free breakfast, veterans. Traffic update now. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Child is First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. Uh, first alert forecast, let's see, color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Cloudy today, high of 50, clouds 35 tonight, partly sunny, 54 tomorrow, and Sunday mostly sunny with a high of 54. I did get... Dead gummit. Why do these apps constantly ask me the same questions over and over again? I got an email from Brad Pistol, Safe Money Radio, saying, Nick, you took me down memory lane today, LMAO, one of the best movies of all time. And he sends a clip from See No Evil, Hear No Evil. <laughs> yeah, that is such a, uh, we were talking earlier, the uh, Richard Pryor and, um, um, Sorry, I'm trying to What's close this out monkey? here. What's the third monkey? It's hear no evil, see no evil. Uh, speak no evil. Speak no evil. But uh, Gene Wilder and um, and Richard Pryor, and they've done a few movies together, but anyway. Because I've seen somebody do a meme on there's there's a fourth monkey. 
Um, what would it be? It, it has something to do with it, it's a it's a political meme. Right, so you got yeah, hear yeah. no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Yeah, and then there's some other. And then I'm I'm not I I, I, I what is it? I has something to do with that you don't even recognize evil when it's right there. Oh in front of you type yeah, of ignore. Well, that would kind of be see no evil. Well, it's think. it's kind yeah. of the three together. Right, okay, but they just kind of added a fourth monkey to it and. The, the willfully ignorant monkey. Yeah. Hey, Mike Moon did tell me that he's also a senior citizen, and he still, and he still voted constitutionally. Yeah, well, what a radical man! He's a that radical, guy is. absolute radical. Yeah, it's so it's so frustrating to me. I, they all swear this oath, but then when there's one person that's like, "Oh, hey, no, I actually swore. I meant it," especially. You know, put my hand on the bible and all that stuff that meant my word means something that they consider that to be radical well why you know you got to be such a stickler for i'm sorry did you not also with your palm in the air sign the same contract i did can you imagine if all contracts were treated that way well I, they pretty much are that's why the court system yeah. was designed <laughs> and part of it is it's a reflection of our society and our culture that and and Mike Moon, some of it may also just be his, I don't know, stubbornness or a love of the state constitution, but I suspect much of it, because from what little I do know of him and been around him, he's, he's a man of faith, and that your word is supposed to mean something. And it is that is so clearly irrelevant to so many people nowadays that they will actually, do they actually swear on a Bible in Missouri when they swear the oath? Yes, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I mean, that comp- but even if you're not using that. that you but what have- happened to separation of church yeah, and state? We need to get rid right, of it. You, right. you need to swear your oath on the Constitution instead of the Bible. Aside from e- even what you are, quote, swearing on, that they themselves see their own word as being so irrelevant that I, it's sad, really, but the character of the lack of character of people and that when you do have a person that actually actually sticks to his word that that is unreasonable that is an eye roll uh, an eye, real eye roller that is oh this guy's such a pay he just doesn't quote get it and it's it's really sad it really is sad well i've had i've had friends of mine who have uh They've taken quite a few of the Constitution classes, and they've actually gone to their county commissioners. And their, their county commissioners have decided some of them aren't going to implement Senate Bill 190 because they say the wording is so convoluted. Well, let's let's get back to basics here. Let's, let's look at the wording of Senate Bill 190, which gave senior citizens who's met a specific criteria a tax deferment on their property, and it gave it to no one else. Why don't any of those county commissioners just absolutely go, well, no, we can't implement this because I swore an oath to the Constitution. I can see that this violates the Constitution, and even if it cost me my job as a county commissioner or presiding commissioner, I am going to abide by my oath. Because I think in all sincerity what we have is we have a system where the oath is either legal or moral. Mm -hmm. I I believe in my heart that Mike sees his as moral. 
it's an yeah, obligation no, to him that he is going to follow to the best of his ability he is going to follow the constitution as it is written for those people who see their oath as more legal well then then they can they can slide 16 right. different directions yeah. and say well you know i did what i thought was right but but even even and i i don't know you get into sort of the philosophical on this the way I look at it is, if you swear, just from a legal standpoint, to uphold something, but then you are trying to figure out ways around it, and you do figure out ways around it, and the rationale for it as well, because I was trying to do what was right, well, then you wouldn't have been trying to evade the law. I, I don't know. It's just... I have a very difficult time with people that have this moral ambiguity that... Um, don't have a pl place, a source from which their morality comes. They just sort of make it up as they go along because to me that is not morality. Morality, is, that's the absence of morality when you just sort of pick and like, well, because I want to. No, I mean, you may call it morality, but that's not really what morality is. And I, the thing is, I know and, no, and there isn't a perfect human being that's in existence on the planet today because we are human beings. And that, you know, things that I know in my heart, my mind, that are the right things to do, that as a human being, I'm not always going to do those. And sometimes you kind of, you know, ignore the fact that you aren't doing probably what you should do. For some people, it's much, much stark and it's habitual while others really try to do those things. And, and Mike Moon, to me, has just always seemed like one who... Again, I, I, just, I think it is. Sometimes you can just tell with people, he's you know, a Christian, a man of faith, and, and those are the reasons that he, he really does try. And it's just hard for me when there are people who, who say that that's what they are, but then it's clear that they aren't in any way, shape, or form. Like, why do you even pretend? Maybe it's a self-delusion, you know... Because for a lot of people, that faith is almost a label that they wear. They don't really adhere to it so much. Now, you see it starkly on the side of the Democrats. You know, oh, yeah, go to Mass on Sunday and say I'm Catholic, but be a pro-abortion and be, a, like, get all of these things. And it is, it's a label. It's like belonging to a country club. But you don't want to actually participate in the activities that the active members participate in. It's a label. It's, an, it's a club for you. And... Watching people that, I don't know, it's just they're not anchored in anything. and and But then they'll put their hand up and say, oh, yeah, I swear on my word. And you can see through their behavior that they aren't anchored in anything because they don't seem to even feel any shame or sense that, well, wait a minute here. I kind of made a promise. I swore myself and to the voters that I would adhere to these things. Um, it, and, and then it's like, oh, well, that's for the courts to decide. Is that what you said? <laughs> Was that part of the swearing in? Well, see, I'll be the first person to admit when I swore my oath when I was 17 years old, I had the slightest clue of what I was swearing an oath to. However, as I got older and I started looking more in depth at mm -hmm. this, I understood that I had no clue right. at the age of 17 what I was swearing an oath to. Maybe what we need to do is we need to have more of a, I don't want to call it a morality check, 
in schools, but maybe people need to learn what it is that they're actually oh, yeah. doing to better understand it, to better comprehend it. Yeah, I was I was basically making the case that if I was directed, now I said I was only going to follow constitutional orders, but I didn't understand the Constitution right, at yeah, that point yeah. in frame either. It, so it was if ceremonial. the president told me to go kill somebody, right. well, I got, uh, that's what I was going to do. Well, and that's what it's become. And I think that they even are comfortable with that, in their minds, that understanding. This is all ceremonial. It's just part of a ceremony. There's no meaning to it for them. It, it, it doesn't actually mean, hey, I am in this moment right here giving you my word. Listen to me. I am putting my hand in the air so that you know this is a commitment to you. I, and I think in their minds, well, it's just ceremonial. That, that's all that it is to them. And, and you know, you talk about the schools. You think about this lack of morality, which does lead to a lot of these problems. And... The, the whole student loan deal, we have created an environment in which people committed. To me, when you, it may just be about money, and it may be some big mega bank or, or whatever, but no, it's about you and your word, and a person that says, okay, you're going to give me this money, and I am agreeing to pay it back along with a fee to you because you loan me this money. I make that commitment to you. And that we have one political party in particular, an activist that has turned it into a virtue to violate your word. That has made it somehow virtuous to where demanding that you not have to stick to your commitment. And that people who do expect you to be sticking to your commitment, your word, are somehow unreasonable and horrible people. That's how upside down and immoral we are training young people to be. And I've, I've used it before, and I'll use it again. And for whatever reason, as a kid, it always had an impact on me. The first time I watched To Kill a Mockingbird, I think I saw the movie as a kid before I ever read the book. And whenever that client of Atticus Finch's, he, he leaves a whole, I think it's walnuts, a bag of walnuts on the back porch... And um, I, I think Scout is asking Atticus, her dad, you know, what was that about? He was explaining that, you know, well, he's a proud man. He owes me money, but he doesn't have money, and that's his payment. And I think she even asked, why didn't you talk to him? And he's, well, he's a proud, you know, it embarrasses him. But, the, you know, there was just this thing inside of us culturally, and it was an expectation that your word is supposed to mean something. And people wanted it. They wanted to prove hell or high water no matter how hard it was. When I tell you something, that is a value. And the fact that so many people find it virtuous for their word to have absolutely no value, I, I, I think that is vastly under recognized in our society the profoundness of that well see the the introduced bill was not specific to seniors it was just a property tax By the way, assessment. this is what this is all stemmed from this conversation yeah and then and then before before it even left the senate the senate is the one who put the language in there about the senior tax credit now when it when it gets to the house these are the two votes of no and i swear both these people are democrats you've got a lady by the name of bland man love and another individual with the last name of Pfeiffer. So between Mike Moon in the Senate, this bland, lo bland man love individual, and Pfeiffer, those three people 
whether or not the two here said, hey, constitutionally, I can't do this, I have no clue. But the fact is that, yes, they voted no, and yes, the vote of no was the constitutional vote, then they get, let's applaud them for voting constitutionally, even if they didn't know they yeah, did it. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a step in the right direction. <laughs> It's like when you're trying to teach a child to walk and they start to do it and you praise them. and they, You know, they don't necessarily know why you're praising them, but you're like, if they catch on, then they'll figure, figure it out. And I'll say one last thing before we go to the break here. I imagine that a lot of people, I, I understand the environment, the culture of life and the world and politics. And, well, you have to understand you've got to compromise here. You'll never get things done. Okay, that's fine. If you want to sacrifice your word. For that, if you think that is a valued trade-off, then that's your decision to make. And I try to always think, okay, people who have that mindset and that perspective, when I'm talking, what are they hearing? And I imagine some are hearing, well, it must be nice to be perfect and so high and mighty. I'm not perfect, and I don't think it's high and mighty. Just, just simply the very – to me, it's the – if you have a pyramid and, like, the base – of whether it's humanity or relationships with people or a culture or a community, the very base is just what you say you do. You're going to at least attempt as best as you possibly can to do it. Because if we don't have the ability to say to someone, hey, if you hire me, here's what I'm going to do, or in this relationship, this is my commitment to you, then it's just utter chaos. And you can't ever believe anything that anyone says. And I don't know, it's just always been for some reason important to me that people, that I have earned the power, if you will, of people hearing something I say and knowing that they can believe me on it. And uh, and I don't, and just the fact that so few people seem to care about that, I, it's, I, I don't like it. See, I, I come from this at a, at a different direction. If, if Chris Ann Hall says the same exact thing that I say, people will believe Chris Ann Hall. Mm-hmm. But when it comes out of my mouth, yeah. they're like, well, wait a minute. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Arts with us. More ahead as we continue the Friday Roadshow broadcast. It is also a hero's breakfast. You veterans, get yourself that free breakfast out here. I am Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Tom Arts with us this morning. You know, we talked almost a half hour about Senate Bill 190. Yeah. I think we talked about something deeper than that, more of the, more than that. You know, there's another retort whenever you and I or others talk about commitment to your word and to the Constitution, and there's this response oftentimes, well, you, you, you just don't understand, and, and, well, that's just, you know, it's not as easy as it sounds. I, I don't think anyone said it's easy. It's not about being easy. Sometimes doing the right thing isn't convenient. Sometimes keeping to your word is difficult. But aside from the benefits that come from it long term, I just happen to believe it's the right thing to do. And I know that that is oftentimes inconvenient. And while people would tell themselves, well, I I know it's the right thing to do, and I try to do it. Do you? You know, I've been I've been watching this uh, the YouTube channel. I forget the gentleman's name, but he actually has done YouTube videos on the uh, Appalachia area, the poorest, basically the poorest mm-hmm. area in, oh, in America. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. And he met this dude by the name of Titus, uh-huh. who is a guy who lives like an Amishman or a Mennonite, oh. dresses like them, but he's not one. Uh-huh. 
So I was watching this episode yesterday where Titus was called to go to Nashville to preach. Well, he lives in Kentucky. He hitchhikes the whole way to Nashville. And this guy who's doing this documentary with him is hitchhiking with him. And they got in this one vehicle where this guy, they were talking to this guy about why it is that he stopped to pick him up. And, you know, and, and they were talking about morality and Christianity and those types of things. And the guy says, oh, I, I have no use for Sunday Christians. And he kept going, Sunday Christians, Sunday Christians. And finally, the guy with the videotape goes, what exactly do you mean by Sunday Christians? Right. The guy says, well, those are the folks that sit, I call them pew occupiers. Yeah. But those are the people that go to church on Sunday. But Monday through Saturday, they do nothing that would lead you to believe that their Christianity is something that they profess is their way of life. They don't help people. They don't mm-hmm. come to the aid of anybody. They'll, he says, like, like here, here you are trying to go to Nashville to preach. And he said, I would bet 90% of the people that drove by you sit in a church on Sunday and profess to be Christians. And granted, everyone has their own ideology of what Christianity is. Sure, sure. But anyone who's ever read the Bible in any manner knows that there's things that you should be doing as a Christian that aren't getting done. And only you are the individual who can look in the mirror and go, well, that's me. Or that's not me because I I profess to do what it is that my faith tells me to do. And that oath is one of them. It just it, it it's infuriating that people will those especially those on the conservative side of the aisle will make the case that they're all about their Christianity, they're all about following the Constitution, and they blatantly thirty three of them now, granted they're not all conservatives, but Senate Bill 190 had 33 yeses and one no. So the one person who is the, I call him the morality barometer in the Senate, he's the one that voted no. He's the senior citizen. He's the one who can actually, at some point in time, benefit from this if Lawrence County decides to do it. But yet he still says no. This is not a proper function of government. And I know that's why he voted no for it or against it. Finally, um... Uh, it's a story that I'm sure many people have heard, but you mentioned hitchhikers, and it is one of my favorite about the guy who's just forever trying, could not get anyone. Because in this day and age, you know, dangerous, and people are also at the same time not as culturally or religiously compelled to help others that they don't know. And finally, somebody picks them up, and, and so they're, you know, have great conversation and you know, talk about where they're from and their backgrounds. And after about two hours down the road, the hitchhiker, you know, said, you know, how grateful he was that you picked me up. Thank you so much. He's like, but how do you know I'm not some sort of psychotic killer? And the guy who picked him up said, because well, the way I look at it, the odds of two psychotic killers being in a car together like this are pretty astronomical. <laughs> Tom Arts, thank you, sir. Appreciate it as always. Have a good weekend. Yeah. And no, I will not be at the oh, event this evening. Okay. I'm going to be up in Kansas City. All right. Well, uh, drive safe. Let's talk about our happy hour retro metro 4 to 6. Hope you come by tonight. Those of you that are available, we would love to have you our Christmas happy hour at Retro Metro 4 to 6. I'm Nick Reed. More coming up next. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Heroes Breakfast, another hour of free breakfast for veterans, and it's the day we go around to area businesses, thanks to Foreman Mechanical Heating and Cooling. 
Find gift ideas for you. So be sure to listen throughout the day. Follow us on Facebook throughout the day. And then join us at Happy Hour Retro Metro 4 to 6 this afternoon. More in the upcoming hour. I'm Nick Reed.